Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is in your life today. And I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, Garcia, why do you sound like that? Well, I have a sore throat. I'm sick as shit. I was sort of burned out this past week. And there was a reason why I didn't have a show on Thursday night or into Friday. And it just so happened that there was just so much going on in my life. And I feel like the stress really overtook me in terms of me feeling this way, if that makes any sense. But that's why I sound like this. And I don't know if it's better or I don't know if it's like maybe more endearing to ensure that the voice that I am displaying is enough for you to tune in every week on the podcast. I have no idea. (laughs) But I'm trying to push through it. You know, I'm trying to drink some water, more water, some honey, some tea. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do the natural remedies. And you know what sucks is the fact that tomorrow I'm actually getting, you know, new demos produced. And if I'm not 100%, I'm like, God damn, this cannot have been the worst timing. It really couldn't. So I do apologize for that. And like anything else... We just have to persevere, we just have to adapt, and just make the best of the situation. So here I am, early, early Monday morning, and this is like super, super early. I'm here to deliver all the new stuff, and this is mostly based on memory, because at the end of this week, we have two things coming out. We have Zack Snyder, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, and we have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And... I want to talk about that just a little bit towards the ending of the show, of the episode, but I guess in this, I would say in this purpose, I want to give a little bit of my final thoughts about WandaVision as a whole, considering that there's been more news that's been dropping, and the fact that we had an episode, I believe we had an episode of of what went on behind the scenes, I have no problem with that, but... After the last episode with Gina Scarpa, which got fantastic views, and I thank you so dearly for that, I kind of want to give my own personal thoughts now that it's been over a week since WandaVision has sadly ended. But, all that and more. Plus, what is 107? I believe it's 107. See? I'm sick of shit. All that plus our superhero quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, Let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give the main shout-out to every person, every actress and director, whoever has been nominated for the Oscars. I know that we've been getting news about the Oscars that have been coming up, and I don't know when it's going to come out. I don't know if they have, like, a virtual thing or if they're going to do the same thing, like, with um, the DC fandom last year. I completely forgot. See, you see, I'm I'm so sick. I'm fucking right behind time. So <laughs> it's so sad to say the least. But I do want to give a shout out to everyone that has been nominated for the Oscar. I know they've worked tremendously well. 
now that we are in the diverse culture and we're trying to become more woke. Well, you know what? No, I'm not going to say that because that that's me implying that this is a negative aspect. Like, this is a positive thing. And for the amount of women and Asian Americans and African Americans and, and many other people that are diversified and that are different race and gender and culture and whatever, and if they are nominated for an Oscar, if they win Best Actor or uh, Actor or Actress or whatever, then you know what? That's something to be... That's something to be proud of. It really is. Considering the fact that every year we've wanted certain people, we wanted certain people to actually have some recognition, especially when it comes to the Oscars. And yet for some odd reason, they always come up short. So if we're giving more people, more different people a chance to excel, then you know what? It sends a positive message. So I'm not going to chalk this up to, oh my God, they're now being woke now. It's now a diversity issue. No, because this time they're not shoving it down our throats. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. And I recognize hard work. I recognize talent. I recognize what they need to do to get the job done. So shout out to every person that has been nominated for the Oscars. I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe the Oscars is coming out sometime this weekend, this week. I don't know. The next time we come back on the show, I know I'll be more specific on that. Or it already finished, and I'm just spewing out nonsense. So, who the fuck knows? Who knows? But anyway, once again, shout out to all the nominees of the Oscars. You are fantastic. Fantastic. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into some WandaVision final thoughts, and then talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, plus the Justice League. So much to uncover, so much to cram in. And that starts right in a bit. Hopefully I was able to get my voice back in the time of the second part of the episode comes in. Oh wait, no, we're back. <laughs> Don't mind me, I've always wanted to do that in some capacity. Now, I know me and Gina, we've given our thoughts on the last episode and even as the series as a whole. And I know I've spoke about this with Kev, Kev Michaels, I've spoke about this with Tom Aglio. We've all given our thoughts. We've all given our thoughts, our predictions, our reactions. Everything was fun. Everything was dandy. And then after a week, I started to really, really think about what I really didn't like about the show. Don't get me wrong. It's still a great show. You know, 8 out of 10 by far. If that's the grading that I'm going to give, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. But like anything else, everything has its pros and cons. And if you want to be completely unbiased in anything... You have to look at the other side of the coin here, which is what this podcast is mostly about sometimes. (laughs) I go on Twitter and I get a list of everything that pretty much the uh, the new facts and details. And I want to try to read them out as best I can. I'll probably like maybe talk about one thing more than the other. So this these are the lists. And then it goes into my final thoughts. It's don't worry. It's going to tie up all together. So here we go. At one point, there were 10 episodes. 
It makes sense. It's hard for a show to wrap everything up in nine episodes. I know we got that with Doom Patrol Season 2. However, due to COVID and protocols, and I'm assuming the same thing happened in this one, I can understand why they had to cram everything in the last episode, which is why it was one of my major concerns and fears coming up to a season finale, or a series finale, mind you. So, 10 episodes, I really, really think they should have stretched out a little bit more. But of course, if they did that, if they released it into 10 episodes like they said they were going to, chances are they were going to delay the show again. And if they delayed WandaVision, they were going to delay every other show that came after. So, I can understand why they decided to cram it down to 9 episodes. I really wanted it to be 10, but that's neither here nor there. Some CGI in Finale was off because of Pandemic. Once again, COVID protocols rushed everything. It takes a long time to perfect everything, especially when you have a deadline to a streaming service that you're going to come out and show to everyone else. I can get by that. It's fine. Aerospace Engineer was never going to be a big deal. That is probably the one of the most disappointing. I want to say one of the most disappointing, but... I'm pretty sure fan theories, and myself included, most likely have connected this to one of the members of the Fantastic Four. So the fact that we did make it a big deal and they say it was never going to be a big deal, I don't know, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say it's a slap in the face, but it's kind of disappointing to say the least. But then again, you never know, because when Fantastic Four comes back, or sorry, when they make their MCU debut, we can actually establish the connection, and then they can pull the, the curtain in front of our eyes and we'll be like, well, it's actually a big deal this entire time. You know, things like that. So, there's that. The what is grief if not love persevering scene was rewritten at Paul Bettany's suggestion. Once again, tremendous props to Paul Bettany because if that was either ad-libbed or if that was changed and he decided to really deep down and and give us one of the most powerful moments of that scene alone all credit to him all credit to him and who better than a true veteran of the hollywood business industry i wouldn't say business but he's a vet come on he's a vet he's been doing this for such a long time and he knows what the hell he's doing you know sometimes as actors we take risks and sometimes we have a little suggestion where we're like well what if we add this in or what if we add that in so once again all props to him and I'm really glad he did that Doctor Strange wasn't going to come in and save her save Jacques Schaeffer Schaefer, Jack Schaefer there you go Jack Schaefer I don't know who, how many fans were really anticipating for Doctor Strange to come into this episode or into the uh, into the series I personally thought that there was no need to do that because we already know that Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange 2. So having Doctor Strange to come back and save her or even help her in some capacity, I don't know, it kind of devalues the redemption story or the redemption arc for Wanda as a character. So it kind of, in my opinion, it kind of would have hurt the show more than help it. So there's that. Showrunner didn't even know who Memphisto was before this year and said the series didn't need a big bad. The amount of fan theories for Mephisto to be in the show was astronomical. And I have to be honest, 
I really didn't have much knowledge on Mephisto either. I know he's like the devil of the Marvel Universe, but the fact that he had something to do with all of this, it was pretty clear that Grief was the main antagonist of this show. And to the next point that I'm going to bring out, Agatha Harkness was just a bonus, so to speak. She was like the, uh, what, what do you call people that when you tell a joke and then there's always a side character that wants to over, it, it, it's going to come to me. It really did. Um, fuck, what is that word? And an Antagonize? No. I don't know. It, it's going to come to me. <laughs> that goes into the recording. I don't know. It's going to come to me, but that's exactly what she was. The big bad is grief. We got a bonus baddie in the form of what I just said. We got a big, we got a big baddie, a big baddie. <laughs> we got a big baddie. <laughs> we got a bonus baddie in the form of Agatha Harkness. Once again, as I just said, grief was the antagonist. It was about Wanda's dealing through all of these emotions crammed into one, and everyone else suffered. Agatha Harkness was just, boom. She was just there. And I kind of understood why it may have been either awesome for some people, but for me it was kind of lackluster because we kind of knew where she would be coming from. Goddamn, I'm still trying to think of the word of what the hell she is. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's going to kill me for the entire episode. Watch, watch when I bring it up at the very end. <laughs> watch. Elizabeth Olsen originally thought that Evan Peters, the Evan Peters casting was going to be a crossover. Oh my god, this is probably the biggest disappointment of of everything, in my opinion. The showrunner, Matt Shackman, or Mr. Shackman, whoever the director is, when he said that Evan Peters' involvement had nothing to do with the crossover of the X-Men or anything else, that was probably the biggest slap in the face, because... I said it in the last episode that it was the biggest troll that the MCU has ever done. It was the biggest troll where it, it was very similar to what Iron Man did with, with, the, with the Mandarin in the third Iron Man movie. Where, oh, it's, it's the Mandarin. Oh my goodness, here he is. Oh yeah, and there were so many diehard Mandarin fans from the comics that was like, yes, we finally get to see the Mandarin. And it turned out to be an actor. So with this... You got Quicksilver, and we're thinking, oh my god, Evan Peters, it's Quicksilver, and he has his powers. Yes, yes, M maybe it's a different version of Quicksilver, but we, we finally get Quicksilver, the X-Men is coming, yes, and it turned out to be an actor, Ralph, Ralph Boner. So, come on. If you honestly, if you as a director truly thought that there would be no connection whatsoever, and you just wanted to add that in just because of fan service or it was a treat to the to us diehard fans especially when we've seen the x-men all the way from beginning till now again that's a huge slap in the face that's that's basically you're saying fuck you to your audience in my personal opinion we enjoyed it for the time being and we really wanted the connection to be there and then all of a sudden it was like, no, it was actually an actor this entire time. So, come on. Come on. And hell, even Elizabeth Olsen said that there would be a connection. And if she thought there would be a connection, imagine how the audience thought that there would be a connection. 
But no, no. It was just the director just spewing out and just saying, oh, 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 watch these guys, watch these guys. There was a joke at one point. I believe it was from... I can't remember who told this joke. But he said that it, it felt like when you're a guy in the ice cream truck and you're you're coming you're you're coming by uh by the block and then you're not stopping and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, let's see how long I can make these kids run. That's what it felt like. <laughs> that's that's what it felt like. Holy shit, my memory is going out of whack here. God damn, I'm usually good at remembering these things. I can't remember the the word in terms of what Agatha is. I can't remember who told this joke and it was a very good joke. I don't know. As I said, I'm getting sick, man. I'm getting sick. Anyway, here's the final thought. Senor Scratchy was going to be a demon and protected the Darkhold from Monica, Ralph, and the kids trying to steal it. I'm pretty sure that was going to be the final episode. And I believe Senor Scratchy is the bunny that Agatha had where she was like, you know, caressing in the, I believe it was the 6th or 7th episode. How awesome would it have been if, you know, we actually had these side characters, the supporting characters, to actually face off against this thing that is protecting the book? Because you thought to yourself, you're like, okay, how the hell did Wanda even get the book at the end? I mean, I know she dispatched with Agatha Harkness, Agnes, but how the hell did she get it? And that would have been an awesome fight sequence. Hell... I thought that Quicksilver was going to face off against Wanda. And I had a prediction that Wanda was actually going to kill off Quicksilver again. Having her, you know, grieve a little bit more. But maybe it was her way of trying to accept everything. Where she's like, okay, you're not my real brother. And this is my way of moving on. And it's not just her moving on with Vision. It's not just her moving on with her parents. But... I felt like we needed to get much more of a physical manifestation, especially since Quicksilver, like we said, did come back. And hell, in the sixth episode, when they were doing the Malcolm in the Middle intro, you saw Quicksilver. By the way, that's my favorite intro of the entire show. Just pointing that out. You had Quicksilver coming out, and in the credits, it says Quicksilver as himself. And you're like, okay, this is this is great. This is awesome. But no, it was fan service. I'm still going to be pissed off about that. I really am. Overall, the show was great. The show was awesome. It should have been 10 episodes, but I can understand why they had to buckle back down to 9. I gave some flack for the Doom Patrol Season 2, where COVID protocols forced them to go into only 9 episodes, or 11, or however much they had. So, if I accept that, I have to accept this as well for WandaVision. The show was awesome. The show was great. It could have been way better. And I can't wait to see what Wanda does in Doctor Strange 2. I really, really do hope we get that fight scene between Doctor Strange and Wanda. Ooh. Me being an MMA fan, I really hope we get that. I really do. But that's it. That is my final thoughts for WandaVision. And now we are going to go... For the end of this week, where we have a double main event, we got we got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on March 18th, and we got Justice League the Snyder Cut on March 19th. Holy shit, what to expect. 
I, I can't even tell you. I don't even know. I know that Anthony Mackie, the Falcon, he came out and said, oh, there's going to be so many twists and turns and there's going to be multiple characters showing up on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is going to be awesome. And of course, we're getting more trailers of the show, which again, there's no need to tease us anymore. I only saw one trailer and one trailer is all I need. Well, in this case, two. I can't wait to see the show. And it's going to go back for me having to something to talk about every single week when the show drops every Friday. Now, I don't know how many episodes they're going to come out, but I can't wait to see the dynamic between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Between Sam and Bucky. Bucky and Sam. Sam and Bucky. You know, Buck Sam. Sam Buck. Okay, I'm trying way too hard here. <laughs> I'm trying way too hard. In any case, can't wait to see the show. I'm interested to see how Sam is going to utilize that shield. I can't wait to see the black Captain America where, you know, it's going to be his version of the suit. He's going to be a new symbol for America all over. And let's see how Zemo does against them. I'm, I'm very interested to see if not only Zemo is going to be the big bad, but if there's going to be another bad character as well. Another, another bad guy, so to speak. So there's that. And of course, we got the Snyder Cut this Saturday for hours long holy shit four hours long Zack Snyder did say that it was not going to be canon that the theatrical release that was made by the Frankenstein monster of Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon is the one that's canon okay I get it at this point with Zack Snyder he's releasing this thing this Saturday it's pretty much for us fans to truly envisionize and truly see what Zack Snyder's true vision was even though I'm sure he added so much to it and took and basically took out what didn't work in the theatrical release I get it I really I do I get it but four hours long and I know next week I believe it will be Monday where me and Kev Michaels we are in discussion on doing a two-hour podcast for that show a two-hour podcast episode for that movie. Since the movie is four hours, we might as well talk about it in two hours. I've never done a two-hour episode. And I feel like I'm going to burn myself so easily by doing that. And we're, we're still in the thinking process right now. Maybe I'll bring it up to an hour and a half, considering that there's so much that I have to do on Monday, or even Tuesday for that matter. We'll see as the time gets closer. I say by this Thursday... I'll definitely let you know how everything is going to go. But for right now, those are the plans. I'm interested to see what changes Zack Snyder has made. I'm very... look. I'm actually looking forward to it. I am. And holy shit, I think there's going to be like a 5-minute intermission or a 10-minute intermission. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. But, like I said, we have a double main event. Falcon and the Winter Soldier... The Justice League Snyder Cut this weekend. Oh boy, something's got to give. Something's got to give. Now, I'm running out of my voice here, so I'm going to cut this short. That's all we have for this episode on Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I apologize we did not have a Thursday night show. 
But as you can tell from the sound of my voice, it's coming and going. And hopefully I will be 100% before my demo production is made tomorrow. God damn. Fucking timing. It's gotta be the change in the weather. It really is. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on my Twitter or Instagram. And if you are interested, check out my new website, voiceofgarcia.com. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you can see there's a little section where my podcast is in. And you can listen to it on Spotify and iTunes. If for any reason you have trouble getting it on iTunes, where if you, I know a lot of you are iPhone users and you're looking for the show on iTunes, that is the best place to go to try to find my podcast. There is that. And as always, you can join our Facebook group. OTC Fanatics, and you can post anything you want, any upcoming news, you can have any discussions, we have over 20 people, we would like to get more, let's let's build a community, let's build the best we can, because we are diehard comic book fans, that's what we are, that's what we do, my guy, that is what we do, and that's about it, now, before we end this night off, let's go into our superhero quote of the day, And this one is from Dr. Strange himself. Faith is my sword, truth my shield, knowledge my armor. And my reaction to that is, I cannot fucking wait for the second movie. I really want to see that fight scene. I really do. I know I keep harping about that, but I really want to see Dr. Strange against Wanda. Oof. The Battle of the Mages, the Battle of the Magicians, Chaos Magic versus the Sorcerer Supreme. And I think he's going to have a new costume too, like a new cape. Ooh, that'll be fun. Guys, tune in Thursday night where I will come back and we will talk more on all the happenings that goes on in the world of comic book movies, shows, games, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise stay safe have a great week till next time i'm done i'm through peace out